Welcome to the Hyatt 9 News Hour, where you will hear from cannabis industry experts and professionals from around the country talk about important topics while shining light on global issues and discussing cannabis as it relates to politics, regulation and reform, data and technology, science, research and medicine, family and parenting, art, celebrities and entertainment, fitness, sports, mental health and wellness, and plant-based medicines and entheogenics. Together, we are building a stronger community, fighting the stigma and creating change. With your hosts, Jason Beck and Rico Lamite, joined by special industry expert correspondents from around the country and Daily Antics brought to you by Cannabis. Coming to you live every Monday through Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific time and high noon on the East Coast. And thank you all for getting high at 9 with us. Oh, yeah, that's right. Good morning, everybody. Hope everyone is having a great week so far. We're almost at the end of it. And today is Thursday, March 9th. Today is National Barbie Day because everyone loves Barbie. National Get Over It Day is what we generally try to tell the Democrats out here. And, uh, you know, we can probably tell some other people that, too. It's also National Slam the Scam Day, which I love to slam the scam every day because I get tons of BS calls all the time from all these whatever they are. It's also National Meatball Day for all the meatballs out there, and it's National Crab Meat Day, too. And, of course, Meatball Ron. What's that? Meatball Ron DeSantis. Oh, God, here we go. And (coughs) Meatball Ron! On a serious note, it is World Kidney Day. Make sure that uh, that they, people are donating kidneys because there's a number of people that are suffering from kidney dialysis, and that is a serious thing right there. And, but thank you all for getting high at 9 with us. It's also high noon on the East Coast. And please remember to like, share, and subscribe to us on all social media platforms. You can use that fancy little QR code right there in the top left-hand corner of your screen to see where we all live on the Internet. We're live every Monday through Friday on YouTube and audio only on Clubhouse. And if you are joining us in Clubhouse, you can also participate in the show by raising your hand if you have a brief comment on the story most recently presented. But kicking it off today, that's right. We have the dope dad himself. That's right. Rico Lameet. When Rico is not looking for housing, you can find him actually probably only doing the show because right now is he's moving and he doesn't have time to do anything else but find a new crib and hopefully he can get some fiber so he can get out of the internet gang wars that are happening in south central la that's right is the dope dad himself rico lameet oh yeah jason you know what time it is and i gotta give a huge 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 special shout out today to all those notorious big fans in the building it is the anniversary of one of the greatest lyricists of all time. Hello. I was trying to pretend my feet stopped too, but my background keeps moving. I, was- I saw that. I totally saw that, Matthew, and I'm like, I'm going to say something. What's going on? <laughs> We couldn't hear you. You just we completely lost you. You lost me. We did. Did you hear anything? You hear about the big? You were about to. You're yeah. You were about to really lay down. Yeah, and then disappear, bro. 
Oh man, they're trying yeah. to cancel me, man. They're trying to cancel me. Meatball Ron. Saying big ups to Biggie Smalls, man. It is the uh, anniversary of Biggie's death. So, um, and it's okay because my story today is about the feds. And if they watching, they're trying to block me out. So top intelligence official says that past marijuana use is not disqualifying for security clearance in interest of recruiting talent. So it's huge, huge, huge news today for all the aspiring stoner FBI agents out there. Top U.S. intelligence official yesterday reaffirmed it is not the federal government's current policy to deny people security clearances based on past cannabis use alone. Before blaming poor recent recruitment numbers on the growing legalization movement. It all went down at a Senate Intelligence Committee hearing yesterday where Oregon Democrat and cannabis progressive Senator Ron Wyden asked Director of National Intelligence Averill Haynes to explain the rationale between, uh, behind the discretionary policy on prior cannabis use. Haynes responded, the intelligence community recognizes and Many states have legalized or decriminalized, and agencies want to be sure that they're not disqualifying people based on weed alone. Per the article, we obviously believe that we want to have the talent that exists in America, and when somebody is using cannabis experimentally in a legal state, that's something that should not be on its own, essentially. Oh, his internet got shot up again. That gang life is serious out there. Bro, you got to talk to Elon Damn. and get him that Starlink. He needs some fiber in his life. That's a great story. I'm excited to, I hope he gets back on and, and share some more. It's definitely about time to recognize that the stoners are the smart ones. Right? Okay. And we need more stoner uh, love and appreciation in places like the CIA. How come we don't have stoner love? That's my, my opinion. <laughs> How come we don't have a stoner love appreciation month? Right? April. Isn't it hypocritical, though, that the feds are clearing the way for more agents to have access to cannabis, but uh, the average person across the country is breaking their federal law if they do in certain states? Ooh. I mean, I, 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 I'm with you. I'm Ooh, with you. Uh, I'm, I'm with you, Nicholas, but you know what? I think I think that this is the types of things that we actually need in order to destigmatize the plan and can use this as just a, another uh, feather in our in our in, in our artillery chest when we have these types of serious discussions with prohibitionists. The government exists for the people. They're basically pr protecting themselves from their own laws, but then again, subjecting we the people to those very same laws. It's fucked up. Wasn't that why you run for office, Nicholas? You're damn right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Gretchen, Gretchen, you have any thoughts about this? About the about them uh, making it easier for people to get government clearances that <laughs> cannabis in their system. Is it, what do you mean cannabis in their system? Are these past offenses or currently you got pot in your system and we're still going to let you pass the test? I, I think it's currently uh, we currently you have pot in your system and you pass the test. But uh, Rico's Rico's Internet got <laughs> shot up by the Internet gang war happening in the South Central right now. And so we didn't get to finish this whole story. I see. Well, all right. So and I'm sorry, which government agency is this or this is any government agency? All, top federal health official tells lawmakers marijuana scheduling review is ongoing and they're not going to be discriminating for people getting clearances. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's a good thing. Oh, look, he's back. 
been back here oh, <laughs> in the green yeah, room yeah. back there. But, uh, but, but but what I was saying though, uh, so basically, they're loosening up the criteria for recruiting purposes there. So the just the story is, yeah, the um, uh, the the top Fed met with Ron Wyden yesterday and cleared up everything uh, on the back end there saying that if you were experimental in your past, then they're not going to hold it against you. So some agents uh, wouldn't be fired for smoking weed. They, they, she didn't say that uh, some agents wouldn't be fired for smoking weed now after being hired. Um, so I guess that's a step in the right direction. But personally, I'm a little bit more inquisitive and introspective when I get high anyways. <laughs> So um, I, well, see I know lots of people who've had to go through security clearances, and that is right. a question they ask and people lie. Um, so if you're telling me now they don't have to lie, I think that's a right. good thing. I, think, um, I mean, well, it, yeah. technically, if you're going for a security clearance, especially like with a CIA, technically, they would want you to lie on that test so they could see how well you lie. Right. No, no that's not how it works. <laughs> OK, so like a true spoken like a true stoner. Just, uh, <laughs> Oh, what? But, I, I know Matthew would do that. Jay, you just made me laugh so hard I got a head rush, bro. They um, want they want to know that they have people there who are not going to break the law is what they're trying to say. <laughs> if you're if you have a <laughs> the FBI ain't breaking the law. Yeah, yeah the CIA, oh, the, the CIA and the FBI don't break the law. Saint Germain, take it down a notch. I ain't talking about the CIA. Okay, I'm not talking about the CIA. Okay, okay. I'm talking about FBI. FBI no, don't break no, the law? No, Why the fuck are you guys going immediately to law enforcement? <gasps> I'm just talking about law enforcement. Uh, well, then tell me it's about law enforcement. I thought this was general government clearances. Oh, no, it's it, not it was, about government yeah, clearances. Yeah, yeah. No, they, they said for, that, yeah, if intelligence you weed in the past, they're going to do that. I, I don't, I, personally, I don't see my, myself ever wanting to, you know, uh, join the ranks of the alphabet boys, but, you know, I, I'm of a different generation. I know snitching okay, so is, uh, this is prevalent. Just these for days. law enforcement. I know snitching is prevalent these days, so it's different. But um, I think they should. I think this is bad. I think they should stop allowing people. I think they should continue to uh, to not allow people to uh, uh, to smoke weed as criteria of hiring them because it's going to be more. I mean, it's, it's, it's going to mean less cops. Period. They're not going to hire as many, and we need to have less cops. That just, that is, that just means they're going to be hiring more prohibitionists because they already don't smoke. Rico, that that that's that that that's totally defeats the entire purpose. Nah, man. Like Seventy percent of America is going to be exposed to this shit. And it, just, just ask them if they've ever smoked ever in their life, and if they said yes, and you find out otherwise, or if they said no, and you find out otherwise, cut them. Stop. You know. Before I send some, before I send some innocent brown guy from a third world uh, to a black site to get all his skin cut off for the uh, war on terror, I love to just smoke a big fat joint. Oh, (laughs) I would like to clarify for for people, because looking at this is not having to do with the CIA or the FBI. Rico, I don't know where you're getting that from. It comes from the intelligence community. Will you you listen to what I have to say? Because I actually am an authority here, and not you. When they oh. are saying <laughs> that they oh are talking about security clearances, <sighs> they are referring to Joe Schmo Hill staffer whose boss works on, uh, you know, the the House Judiciary Committee or somebody who has is foreign affairs or someone who works for uh, House Armed Services, people who need security clearances to do their job when it comes to defense. This is not about the fucking FBI or CIA. This is for some 20-year-old kid who has to brief his boss. That's what this is about. 
This is for staffers, then, is what you're telling me. I'm not saying it's staffers. I'm saying it's for security clearance in general. This is not FBI, CIA, yada, yada. That's all bullshit. Hold on a second. All right. Hold. Oh, man. We got... You don't have Wait. security clearance? Huh? So FBI, CIA don't have security clearances? Are you saying? They may, but no. What they I'm may, referring to is... To them the, too. My, job, my job on the Hill, I did not have a security clearance. But the kid who I worked with, who had to work with my boss because he was on the House Armed Services Committee... He did have security clearances because they have to know things that general public does not need to know. That's all I'm saying. We have this, could be, this could be State Department. This could be a whole host How of other you? people who need security clearances. <laughs> this ain't about the CIA. And stop with your fake facts. You're hanging out with Jason Beck too long. Oh, is it, yo, stop it. Hold yeah, on. All of them need security Hold on. We have Sean Kernan up to speak from Clubhouse. What do you have to say on this, Sean? I'm just laughing at all of you. And by the way, uh, Gretchen, my authority and my expertise here. Uh, I got authority here, Sean Kiernan. More than Rico Lamite. I have someone Bullshit. who's Because you're white? Because you're white? Stop no, it. because I work for the government. How many times have you worked for the government? <laughs> actually, actually, I had a military ID. Sean, for a second. Anyway. As someone who's actually had a high and security clearance and worked with many of the organizations you're talking about, Gretchen. Yes. Um, let me tell you who this is not. I think you pointed out, this is for the rich kids, serving the rich people who, who, who serve us. Who, let me give you an example of who it's not for. Ryan, Captain Ryan Miller. He was the veteran that Acreage so used in that ad, Super Bowl ad, that has no legs. You got to blow him off an IED. This brother is a, a nuclear engineer from West Point who can no longer work in the industry because he can't get a security clearance because he uses cannabis over all the other bullshit. Again, so this is an exact example of fuck our government, fuck the representatives in government. We are coming left from the left coast and everybody's free game because what is going on there is a sham. You see it in cannabis. You see it in security clearance. We have government by the few for the fewer at the expense of all of us. Fuck the system. One love. All right. Thank yeah. you so much. Oh, we got to go to a commercial real quick. Thank you so much, everyone, for that. How's it going, guys? Saman Razani coming to you from Green Street here with Jason Beck smoking on the best weed in the world. Did you know that we have an audio-only version of our podcast available on Apple, Google, Amazon, iHeartRadio, and Spotify? Tune in now and check it out. He was smoking some of the best weed in the world right there. Yeah. And when, and when it must have been outdoor. It must have been outdoor. That best definitely weed in was the world. not. <laughs> or maybe, was it some of that windowsill weed from uh from Texas? The only, the only time I ever smoke outdoors when I have No, we judge. won't send that to Jason back. He doesn't deserve it. <laughs> Jason <laughs> it for outdoor. He doesn't deserve it. Jason is the authority on this one, just so you know. Oh, okay. <laughs> yep. <that's> right. <laughs> Up next. If he's not smoking on the best weed in the world, he's probably cr Up down. Is Hyatt Nine fresh hat on his head? I like what you're wearing, Jason. I'm picking up what you're putting down there, my man. He's the longest continuously operating retailer in the world. The very own, our very own Kaiser Brose, Jason Beck. Oh yeah, Rico. Man, oh man, oh man. You know it was a tough day in Oklahoma yesterday. But I'll, and I and I, and I kind of called it in the beginning. I said, "Hey, you know, Oklahoma, be careful, 
because they may just come with something more stricter next time and it might just pass. And today, that's what's happening in the story, at least. It says Oklahoma lawmaker calls for more regulation and enforcement of marijuana as SQ820 fails. That's right. Adult use marijuana is not happening in Oklahoma anytime soon after Tuesday night's vote when a large majority of Oklahomans voted against it. Oklahoma is the latest to vote in legalized adult use cannabis uh, to vote it down. And the most recent states to vote. uh, Yeah, we don't need none of that. Many are saying the more people would have voted yes if the vote was held last November. But some some stats show that that might not have been the case since both Dakotas and Arkansas voted it down in in the November election as well. So far, 21 states have legalized adult use cannabis, uh, most Democratic leaning states. So why did the vote on adult use cannabis fail so badly in Oklahoma? Well, lawmakers think it's a combination of a few things. Representative Steve Fettgatter, Republican from Omoguki, has extensive knowledge on the subject. He says, we've continued to report on the illegal grows, black market operations, and lack of regulations in the industry, something that Fegatar said could be to blame. In a quote, he says, I think the industry has some cleaning up to do. The state has some cleaning up to do. And that's what we heard loud and clear from the citizens last night, Flatiger said. A vote of the people that could have opened up the market to adult use marijuana has failed miserably, he says. 100% of the state of Oklahoma, every county, all 77 voted against it, Fettiger said. Very narrow margin in Oklahoma County, but some of the rule... Uh, rural counties, it was a 75 to 80% swing. He believes the results were less about the public view on weed and more of the repercussions of the state enforcement or lack thereof. In a quote, he says, I don't think that Oklahomans necessarily were, were, were taking a shot at marijuana on, the, on, on that legalization. They were taking a shot at the crazy wild, wild west illegal black market unregulated marijuana that has been going on, Fettiger said. There's been multiple bills introduced to regulate the industry. One of the many Fettiger sponsored passed this week. He's in a quote. He says, currently in the state of Oklahoma, if you have $2,500 and haven't had a, a felony in two years, you fill out a little information, you get a marijuana license, Fettiger said. That would require in-depth information about who you are, where your money's coming from, and who are your partners, he says. The representative from, from Omaguki uh, hopes, to, hopes the vote is a sign to lawmakers that something needs to be done. The elected officials of the state of Oklahoma need to do their job, and the last thing we need to hear in this building ever again right now, especially is I don't want to talk about marijuana, and I've heard that for years, Fettiger said. Fox 25 reached out to OMMA, which regulates the medical marijuana industry, and OMMA says OMMA wasn't involved in the state question 820 election, and our mission hasn't changed. We're working hard on the important job of regulating Oklahoma's medical marijuana industry. Our top priority is to promote public health and safety through regulation and enforcement of responsible medical cannabis practices from the OMM. But I'm going to digress, and I'm going to tell y'all, Oklahomans, they're going to come for your weed. And this is Jason Beck reporting for High at Nine News. What do y'all think? 
I think it's a damn shame as a Texan who was getting really excited about being able to go right across the border and spend some money on some weed. That's, it's a dream that's, you know, not happening. And it sucks. I mean, it's that's what I think. It's selfish of me. I'm sure there are valid reasons why. Obviously, the voters didn't want it. Um, obviously, people know they can get uh, cannabis if they need it in Oklahoma. But, you know, not opening up saying, Liz, it's, pretty, it's pretty loose out there. I'm pretty sure you could just walk into a number of different stores and just go and buy some weed. Well, yeah, you know, you are put, you know, you, you do have a medical card and, and there is kind of a system. And I don't, you know, like to. How hard are they to, to, uh, com- to counterfeit? I'm I'm not sure. I, I'm sure not hard, but you know, I always think to myself, I could be putting my energy into other things than counterfeiting an Oklahoma weed card. I feel the start okay? of business. I, right I think I got to do more with my life if that's the case. The right? What I wanted to do is be able to buy it legally as a human being who's over the age of 21. I just what about turned the 22. Spirit, Liz. Hmm. The entrepreneurial spirit. I love the entrepreneurial it's, spirit. It's wonderful, it's but it's also with a printer and a computer. Whatever, man. You have too much time in your hands. All right, go do something else. Okay, I'm not. I, I'm not I talking think, about this. I think Jason Beck. I think I might actually agree with uh, this uh, member that, that I guess he's not whatever they call him. Better, better grew or whatever his name. Assembly man, Fediger. Yep. Yep. Um, I could. Of course, it makes sense that more people would have come out and vote if it were during a regular election. Uh, that does not take rocket science. Um, I but I do that. agree that um, concerns about the illicit market, I'm sure, did keep people from voting yes. Uh, I'm not saying that they're informed voters. And frankly, all that means is they should have educated the voters a lot better if they were going to actually try and get this thing passed about what are the benefits of having a legal cannabis market. Um, and the fact that they stood up and said, no, we don't want this. I don't have a problem with, because frankly, I like a medical market and uh, listening to, uh, what was it? Liz yesterday. Is that her name? Oh, it sounded like, you know, Oklahoma industry or the folks out there who are working hard in space weren't exactly excited for it either. Um, so that has to tell you something that the regs were not, uh, what they were cracked out to be. And I have no problem with not starting up, a bad market. Um, you need to get things right. And there's nothing wrong with actually building the plane before you fly it. And I think that's what Oklahoma that, is trying to do. That, that's kind yeah. of what happened here in California at first, Gretchen, is so we had Proposition 19 at first, and not a lot of industry people were excited about it. And the main proponent around around it, uh, Richard Lee, um, went up to went up, up north and told pretty much all the outdoor farmers that uh, your outdoor weed is going to be good for nothing other than than tinder in your fireplace once this thing passed and there would caused a massive revolt against proposition 19 and then later years on we got stuck with prop 64 which is even more uh restrictive than what prop 19 was you know uh, i have a i have a a few um oklahoma clients that i spoke with yesterday and um they were all against it they all they, they they said we saw what happened to california and they said, we saw what happened to California. You're not going to water mm. down our shit. And they're actually are, 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 are pro keeping things the way they are right now um, mm. over progressing into um, quote unquote adult use. They think it's going to be Tell those people, Rico, is the one thing you can always count on is constant change. Yes, it is. That's, That's the science. One. And in life, you know what else you can count on? A calculator. 
Your fingers. How can we count on a calculator, Rico? Type it's a, it's a dad joke, Jason. Dad joke. Yeah, I'm. I'm happy the people have spoken, and and Oklahoma is doing it right. I'm just jealous. I'm a jealous Texan. Y'all know. Y'all How close know. are you well, to Austin? They, they said, they said the, the, um, what they wanted wasn't even in there. the bill, but they didn't want to move forward. Yeah, well, and, and that's it. That's it. The people should give what they want. They live there and they spend their tax money. They're they're giving their money to their state. They, you know, are taxpayers. They should get what they want. I just, you know, I want what I want. And my story is about that later. So you'll have to oh, please man. hold. We're gonna please segue. Hold. We're gonna segue. We got to keep it moving. We're gonna go that fancy redhead in Washington D.C. who loves to dress up her dogs in clown outfits, but also knows how to make the sausage on Capitol Hill. And I wonder, do you ever feed your dogs sausage? That's right. She's the founder of Panoptic Strategies and our very own Washington Insider, Gretchen Gailey. Thank you, thank you. Well, coming from uh, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, where we are the lover of all processed meats, and yes, my dogs get many forms of sausage all the time, especially kielbasa. Oh, yeah. We love our kielbasa. Uh, it should be its own food group. Let's see. Uh, my headline today comes from Marijuana Moment. Top federal health official tells lawmakers marijuana scheduling review is ongoing, but DEA makes final call. The head of the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services says the agency remains committed to expeditiously carrying out a scientific review of marijuana as part of President Joe Biden's scheduling directive last year, but he's making clear that the final decision is up to the DEA. Bipartisan members of the Congressional Cannabis Caucus, as well as Senator Elizabeth Warren, let, led a letter to Biden in December imploring the administration to take a clear position on federal marijuana descheduling. HHS Secretary Becerra was copied on that letter and sent a response uh, on Tuesday that was obtained by Marijuana Moment. That letter said, thank you for your letter to President Biden regarding the scheduling of marijuana. We appreciate your continued interest in this topic. Rather than address the main request from the lawmakers for the administration to recognize the full merits of descheduling, however, the top federal health official simply reiterated the department's role in carrying out cannabis's scheduling review. It said, consistent with the president's direction, the Department of Health and Human Services has initiated an administrative process to expeditiously review how marijuana is scheduled under federal law. In accordance with the process set forth in the Controlled Substance Act, the department conducts a scientific and medical evaluation <clears throat> of a drug or substance and submits that evaluation along with scheduling recommendations, which are binding as to scientific and medical matters to the DEA for a final scheduling determination. Consideration of the factors specified in the CSA ultimately leads the DEA to make findings related to a drug's or substance's relative abuse potential, safety, medical uses, and dependence liability, and to make a scheduling decision in accordance with those findings. Becerra's response echoed a key point that the FDA Principal Deputy Commissioner Janet Woodcock made in October, shortly after Biden issued the directive, as well as mass pardon for people who've committed federal marijuana possession offenses. That is, the FDA under HHS will conduct the review, and the findings from the review are binding, but only insofar as the science is concerned. Because scheduling decisions are covered by the CSA, However, the DEA makes the final call, and the DEA could ultimately decide to keep marijuana as a Schedule One. 
FDA's Woodcock similarly said that the DEA has the final word on any potential scheduling decision following their review. Uh, the letter from Becerra contributes little to the public's understanding of how far along the department is in its review or how it's defining expeditiously, a word that's been frequently utilized by the relevant agencies since the president made the directive. Uh, this goes on and on for the usual Washington acronym circuit, circle jerk. I mean, this thing is just ridiculous. This is Washington kicking the can all up and down around the road to everybody else and their cousin. Um, we shall see what happens. I also would love for somebody to define what expeditiously means. And in usual Washington speak, that means about 10 years. Uh, this is Gretchen for Hyatt 9 News. T.I. knows what expeditiously means. I think I think this might be the best news we've we've got all day on this, Gretchen. Why do you see this as a good thing? Why? Because because President Joe Biden wants to put it in a schedule three form, which would have mm -hmm. dire consequences for the cannabis industry. And I know that EA's position is they want to keep it as a schedule one drug. So if they have the final word, I'm totally fine with that because it should not go to schedule three before it gets descheduled. Well, do you not have faith in the HHS, Jason? No, I, Hold I, your horses. Jason, we ask the question before you try and answer. Hold your horses. Hold your horses. My Joel. question is... Yes, go do ahead, you, Do you not expect the HHS to give an actual <sighs> scientific no, analysis no, of cannabis no, to decide whether or not... It has all these issues that they say. 100%. I do not trust them at all. So they're whatsoever. just going to straight apply. 100%. They're going to say still no medical benefits, yep. nothing. 100%. You really think that they're going to come out and say that? Yep. Mom and dad are fighting again. How much money do you want to put on that <sighs> one, Jason Beck? I'm not putting any money on it because we have exactly. a corrupt system. Uh -huh. have just a very to the expeditiously bell. taking that money out of your wallet. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, if you want to put a bet on it, I'm totally fine. We could put a bet on it, Gretchen, but let's, let's outline this bet and then what's the timeline realistically. Okay. Because I'm, not, I'm not waiting 10 years to get 100 bucks out of you. Well, maybe we should put interest on it or something to make it more interesting. I don't know. Interest to make things more interesting. Ooh, mm -hmm. Gretchen, come with the bars to that. That was pretty cute. Yeah. I know. I'm oh. always cute. Uh, no, I, I, this just annoys right. the hell out of me. They all suck. Yeah. That's right. Joe Biden's administration sucks. Joe Biden. See? You got? all you guys got? If so, we're going to go to a commercial. We'll be right back. Keeping up to date on the evolving policies of relevant state, local, and federal governments is key to success. When the future of your business is at stake, you need representation as dedicated as you are. With a maze of laws and regulations surrounding cannabis, hemp, and psychedelics, knowing where to begin can be a challenge. Good thing the law offices of Omar Figueroa features a skilled, highly focused team ready to guide you through it all. They're accepting new clients in California and New York. So make sure you check them out at info at omarfigueroa.com. The thoughts, opinions... And shit thrown at High Nine News are those of individual speakers and not those of any other speaker or its followers. The statements made do not constitute legal or accounting advice, and our speakers make no representation regarding the legal status of any substance in any country, area, territory, or any of its authorities. The views expressed in this room do not establish the fiduciary responsibility or relationship, or <clears throat> and our sponsors do not imply or constitute any endorsement by us 
or the expression of any opinion whatsoever on the part of any speaker on stage. If you are an easily offended person, call Joe Biden. When you want to grow some of the best weed in the world, then you must start with the best genetics in the world. Go to www.dnagenetics.shop to order regular feminized or autoflower beans. All of your favorite DNA genetics cultivars such as Kosher Kush, Skywalker Kush, and oh yeah, Chocolate Truffle Shuffle. Boasting more cannabis awards for their award-winning genetics than any other company in the world. Remember to go to www.dnagenetics.s H-O-P to see why our Terps don't lie. Oh, yeah. Coming up next. That's right. We didn't get to him yesterday, so we brought him back today. That's right. He's the happy little wizard trotting around Northern California, trying his damnedest to do the work of the Merry Pranksters and the Brotherhood of Eternal Love. That's right. He's boasting over 30 years in the game, and he has a specialty in tripping balls that's right he is the immortal count himself matthew saint germain thanks brother jason thanks all again another story out of the south today for you arkansas bill seeks a ban on delta 8 and other hemp products one arkansas lawmaker wants to ban the hemp products that have taken over gas stations and convenience stores everywhere in the south republican state senator tyler dees introduced a bill last week that would ban the likes of delta 8 delta 9 and Delta 10, why not? Uh, legal, but underregulated compounds that have been known to produce a high similar to that of cannabis. It's because of an accessibility issue where you can walk into a regular gas station and purchase this product as if you're purchasing Skittles or any other candy or beer. These told new, uh, local news station THV11. Hemp-derived products have become ubiquitous in recent years, particularly following Congress's passage of the 2018 Farm Bill, which legalized industrial hemp production. But critics have lamented that many of those hemp products are subject to little, if any, regulation, posing risks to consumers who believe what they're consuming to be mostly harmless. Dees claimed to the station that poison control is being contacted if, uh, by cases of where kids are digesting products that are causing harm to them. THV followed up with the state's poison control, which said that while there are no specific numbers when it comes to Delta 8, they have been seeing an increase in kids being exposed to all kinds of THC products in the state. Any THC-containing product is potentially harmful, whether or not it's Delta-8 or Delta-9. Ari Phillip, the out-of-touch medical director for Arkansas Poison Control Center, told the station, We worry about this having psychoactive effects, so it should be kept away, locked, inaccessible to children. Arkansas voters rejected a proposal at the ballot last November that would have legalized recreational cannabis in the state. The state's Republican governor, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, who was elected in the November election, voted against the proposal. I don't think that with the drug epidemic that we have across the state, frankly, across the country, that adding and giving more access to anything that like that will benefit the Arkansas family. So I certainly wouldn't be supportive of that. Huckabee Sanders, a former press secretary for Donald Trump, said in October. If uh, if you're one of those people that can sell the drug, maybe you can make a buck off the gullible people who will somehow convince themselves that this is absolutely harmless. The former governor added medical cannabis is legal in Arkansas. And a co-sponsor of the bill to ban Delta 8 and other hemp products, State Senator Jonathan Dismang, insisted that the measure would not affect that program. In that program, you have your card, you know who the, those patients are, and this isn't about that, Dismang told that same TV station. Arkansas legalized med medical cannabis in 2016 when a majority of voters approved an amendment authorizing the treatment. This is St. Germain on a Thursday for Hyatt 9 News. Jump on in, everybody. I mean, I think this is uh, fantastic. We're going to get some regulation on Delta 8, Delta 10. I'm yeah. not for banning anything. 
I'm anti-cancel culture. Word. Yeah, a- I think this is just out of touch people. It's just the South. It's radical Christianity. These guys have drive through liquor stores, but you can't smoke weed. It's just, you know, we just really got to look at the... Uh, well, we just... Somebody just... Oh, uh, we just got to look at the at the South as, as 10 years or so behind the rest of the country, and they will get to it. We just have to continue to deprogram them by reaching out with a lot of love and acceptance for their bullshit. Lots yeah. of love. Lots of love. I mean, the people have what they want. If you if you want Delta Eight, you know what you you know the, the the pros and cons of it. Whatever, let them have it. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's just all about control. Um, and Matthew, I think you're right. It's just continuing to reach out with love and education, and you know, be a good model of how it works when you have um, you know society that is able to use plants, um, you know, and other substances for their own benefit, for its own benefit, right? We have, you know, lots of weird laws here in the South. But I think it's great to have regulation, like Delta 9. Like, there are so many shit products out there. There's so many products that are hurting people. Maybe it's not even the substance that's in the product because it's mostly, it's it's distillate anyway. Um, but it's the, the, you know, the carts themselves, um, you know, just the nature of this like green rush, you know, everybody's trying to get their product out onto a market that's gray right now. That's really putting the consumer at risk. You know, we don't allow third party testing in the state of Texas. You have to ask yourself why this is weird. It's a very weird system and it's not serving the consumer at all. So if you can show me some common sense policy that protects the consumer, then this pot loving consumer will support it all day long. Um, but you know, so far I've seen it's just about control and not about actual like common sense, like regulation and why we need it and why it works for both parties in the legal market. You, you know, Liz Grow, I, I, saw a, I saw a tweet this morning from Project Sam where they are talking with a mom who is blaming a Delta 8 cartridge on the fact of her son's psychosis mm. and then later sad suicide. Mm. And she is straight up blaming this product. And I think that by taking these off the market will will actually help the cannabis industry overall because you're not, weed too. you're not hold on. You're not. But you're not going to have the availability that these products have uh, with, with, with cannabis and so therefore the prohibitionists are not going to have those kinds of arguments to make to say oh this product is what caused my son's psychosis and this is what caused the suicide they're not going to be able to say it's that it's the market mm. they're going to say it's weed drugs which are probably actually the, the thing in the first I think point. the problem so I think is the problem I think is that people use these tragedies as their political mantles and mm-hmm. it's bullshit a mother's son has gone off the deep end our hearts have to go out to her and figure out what happened you know you can't blame an entire industry on that um, but we do need regulation as consumers we are we fucking deserve you know information about what goes into our products um, and rules? not uh, not you, just because you, you agree on it. I just I'm just saying, you know, <laughs> I'm just beating the drum, man. Oh, she's beating the drum. <laughs> I think it's important to I think it's important to note there is a correlation between early cannabis use and and schizophrenia. Yeah, um, there that's actually a real thing, and I think yeah. that we do a disservice if we try to brush that under the rug. It's better to actually acknowledge that and and get education out there, especially in families that have uh, you know that are prone to schizophrenia. Mm-hmm. It might be it might be advisable to wait. Yes. To contact psychedelics. Yeah, I, we can't even educate about it because it's so illegal, you know, and verboten. So, so. 
baby out the bathwater there. If, if, if you have kids that are using it as medicine, you can have like a blanket, uh, um, um, uh, have it like not available for everybody. No, not a blanket ban in any way, Rico, more just education and, and, yeah, and statements so people can make uh, good choices in advocating for themselves. You know, like right. if I had a family with a history of schizophrenia and someone told me like, yo, dude, you got a one in four chance of sparking early schizophrenia by using this substance. Then it's at least on me to 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 think, do my job of 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 thinking and making that conscious decision for myself. I just don't like when we when we say there's no bad, there's not a single bad thing that can happen from cannabis usage. Then we're not really being accurate representatives. And then if somebody that we saw this in the '60s where the message was all drugs are bad, and then people would try weed and they thought weed was okay, so maybe cocaine's okay. So I think this just points to the need for further education. What do you guys say on this question? Uh, I am going to take the odd position of agreeing with most of you, all of you. Um, I agree with you. I don't, I don't believe this should be banned whatsoever. However, I don't believe you should be picking out any one, uh, you know, isomer and trying to ban it. I think that's ridiculous. I think we need to look at the science. We need to look at education. But I also agree with Liz. We need regulations. We need something in place so consumers know what they are getting. And when it comes to this mother whose child has passed, I'm sure there are a lot of factors. But I also agree with Matthew St. Germain. We cannot be brushing stuff under the carpet and pretending that cannabis is perfect in every single situation. We need to be responsible stewards of the product and be telling the good, the bad, and the ugly so people will actually believe us when we are coming to them with what recommendations should be in place for this industry. Gretchen, the great unifier. I'm just all over today. I don't know what happened. Gretchen, Gretchen yes. all of a sudden, I feel like she's working in the Bush administration because I see all the <laughs> flip flopping everywhere. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Let's go to a commercial. Yeah. Flip flopping. I'll show you some yep, flip flopping. That's right. Flip flops. <laughs> <laughs> You got this, Rico? You with us? Your internet's all right? Fed's got my shit tapped. Fed. <laughs> uh, look, he froze again. But, uh, oh, boy. Rico! Oh, man. I think it's on you, Jason Beck. Keep it moving. I guess so. I guess so. Well, coming up next, that's right. She's from the Lone Star State with lone little bits of weed in her bag because she... Lives in Texas and can't do anything but buy Delta Eight. Can't drive to Oklahoma because that voter referendum passed yesterday. Didn't pass yesterday, so now she's a sad girl with a sad story about some Texas news today. That's right. What do you have today for us, Liz? Howdy, y'all. It's Liz Grow reporting from deep from in the heart of Texas. Uh, that was a great intro. Thanks, Jason. Um, but we are fighting here in the Lone Star State. It's our four, It's our 88th legislative session and a Texas bill. Well, hold, um, on. hold on, Liz. Hold on, Liz. I think you had an, you have an event coming up that you wanted to tell everybody about. Yes, yeah. I do. I do. I have an event. Can I tell you about it after I talk about this bill? I, I think it would be better if you tell us about it before. Okay. I'm telling you about it before because I think that's a better idea. Um, thanks, Jason. 
So yeah, you guys, this um, this week on Friday is when South by Southwest is kicked off. That's a conference that happens in Austin, Texas every year. Um, it's, you know, it's, there's a little cannabis track, but it's music, it's film. It's just, it's fucking awesome. Um, and it's about two weeks long. And my production company, Grow House Media, throws a party every year. And this would be our third uh, annual Texas Outlaw Party to kind of kick off South by Southwest and um, honor the work of the Last Prisoner Project. And so that's happening this Friday, tomorrow. Oh my God, I need to stop drinking coffee, seriously, and just smoke more weed. Um, because it's going to be an amazing event happening in downtown Austin. Um, it is sold out. It is oversold. So please don't text me, but I do love you so much. And you know, I can't say no. Um, so please don't take advantage of me um, because it's it's just going to be an amazing event, really. But to uplift the work that the Last Prisoner Project is doing, um, M1 from Dead Prez will be there speaking. Um, Andrew D'Angelo will be there. Mary Bailey, um, former prisoners Pharrell Scott and Stephanie Shepard, uh, Richard Delisi. Um, will be there speaking of Delicioso brand is his new cannabis brand. Um, he is the human that served the longest sentence ever in history for cannabis, a nonviolent cannabis conviction. So that's that's happening tomorrow night. So thanks for giving me this platform to um, share a little bit of information about that. But on, on the feminized podcast channel on YouTube, we will be live streaming the talks. So um, these speakers will grab the mic. They'll be grabbing the mic throughout the night. It's happening from five to nine. And um, we'll be live streaming that. So tap in. And if you can't make it virtually even, I'm sure um, I'm sure I'll, I'll repost it. So anyway, um, that's happening in Texas on Friday. But what's happening right now with the legislative, the 88th legislative session is happening right now in Texas. And we've got a Texas marijuana decriminalization bill unanimously approved by the House Committee. All right, so this is exciting. The story comes from Marijuana Moment by Tom Engel. Um, the Texas House Criminal Jurisprudence Committee has voted unanimously to approve Bill 2018 to de decriminalize the possession of cannabis. The legislation is sponsored by Republican Representative Joe Moody, and it would mean individuals caught with low-level possession of cannabis would not risk arrest or jail time and can eventually erase cannabis-related issues from their criminal records. Hallelujah. This is very exciting. Um, this bill is has been continuously um, put forth in the past two or three legislative sessions. These happen every two years. Joe Moody has been a constant champion of decriminalization. He's a former prosecutor from Brownsville, from South Texas. So he's got a really great story, and he's got a lot of support in the House, and he has a lot of respect. Um, by both um, right and left, but the Senate is where the fight is going to be, you guys. It's going to be really, really hard getting this bill to pass in the Senate. So let me back up, okay? So House Bill 218 would reduce penalties for the possession of cannabis and cannabis concentrates. Marijuana possession of up to two ounces is a Class B misdemeanor under state law. Uh, possession of two to four ounces is a Class A misdemeanor that could result in a year of county jail time and a fine of up to $4,000. Possession of more than four ounces is a felony, um, as is a possession of any amount of concentrate. So, you know, y'all should know, if you're coming for South by Southwest, just know the law. 
And it's decriminalized, though, in Austin, okay? Marijuana is decriminalized in Austin. So having said that, I'm going to quote Joe Mooney here, Moody here. There are tens of thousands of arrests for personal use of possession in Texas annually, and those cost our state hundreds of millions of dollars every single year, not to mention countless hours of law enforcement and prosecutor time. They also tag people, mostly young people with criminal records that create lifelong obstacles to jobs, education, housing, and other opportunities. That's an awful investment and an awful outcome any way you slice it. So that is... Joe's platform. That's how he's trying to get this across the line. He's really trying to just appeal to the common sense of Texans. In 2019, we spent two, $311 million to enforce low-level cannabis crimes. It's, it's ridiculous. So that's happening right now. There's movement. It's going to the Senate. They're trying to make time for it on the Senate calendar. But we have to get past the big fucking boss. Ugh, big boss, um, Dan Patrick. He's the second most powerful man in the state. He's the lieutenant governor. And um, he is the bill killer. He hates cannabis bills. He hates cannabis. I think it's pretty obvious. Um, you just follow money. He's being paid by Big Pharma. Um, he's got lots and lots of money flowing into his campaigns to just ignore what's happening in cannabis and what's happening with uh, patients in this state and what's happening to those who are being uh, persecuted in the state. So that's that's where we are in Texas, y'all. Pew, 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 pew. This is Liz Grow reporting for Hyatt Nine News. Liz, I think we should name Dan Patrick Roundup because he's a weed killer. Amen. <laughs> wow. Oh, yeah. Texas Roundup. Oh, yeah. You just blew my mind. Can you please make that meme? I need someone to make that meme because I don't have time and that's exactly what's happening. Um, so we just have to uh, be really, you know, cognizant of what's going on. And last year we, or last session, we really flooded Dan Patrick's phone lines and we got some things across the line with our medical expansion, um, which expanded to all types of cancers and PTSD. We got PTSD across the line. So if you have PTSD in the state of Texas, you can get your medical prescription for THC. That's amazing. So yeah, small little little steps, man. Little steps. It's even though they have state. Much nowhere to go access to that. No, oh man, don't even get me started. Don't even get me started. But we are working as hard as we can. You know, um, the Texas people, Texans will get their cannabis. They will have their right to grow their cannabis because we also need to just keep that home grow conversation just simmering. Because we don't even have flour allowed right now. Like if you're from Mexico, some of them. Hey, man. You got to do what you got to do. Yep. Yeah. Yep. yep. Oh, oh, boy. Tejas. Mm-hmm. Yeehaw. So are we uh, doing an ad? Are we just going? Are we rolling? Do we, I don't think we have. We're just having to smoke and having to sip a coffee and letting it sink in, sending yeah. our energy to Texas. Yeah, shout out well, to Texas. Well, the, the energy I would send to Texas is to not sit on your duffs. Get out your pen and paper. Write to your lawmakers. The 72% of you actually want decriminalization. You have to let the Senate know this if you want to get this shit passed. So you're Thank telling, you. So Thank you're, you, Gretchen. So you're putting telling, it, like, what? Put, to smoke their duff? Is that what you're saying? Oh, good Lord, Jason Beck. Smoke some dust? You'll be smoking duff unless you get legal <laughs> weed here, guys. Thank you, Gretchen, for the wake-up call. We do have the power to call and write our senators, our local senators that we do um, vote for. I talked to mine. I actually crashed her party. 
Who's your local? And friend? asked her How'd about cannabis. <laughs> she was very shocked, but we were two Texas women who were going to hold our ground. But she's a doctor. My state senator's a doctor, and it's almost like from one mom to another. Shame on you for not being a champion of this. But she was she was on tour with Dan Patrick. You use the use that woman power, huh, on her? I was and trying to use it so hard, but she had right. a hard shell. So Girls we have to keep her. working. Well, and I'm all about crashing parties, doing whatever you got to do. I've walked into many <laughs> yep, a, exactly. uh, constituent hours in offices where they're like, yay, let's talk to our constituents. I'm like, well, I'm not exactly constituent. I'm someone that your constituents should care about. Yeah. And this is why you need to care about pot. And then they're always like, Ugh, and then, but you got to have the conversations. It has to. to happen. People have to be willing to step up and just do it. Yeah, and they have to make a note of all this stuff. And I don't, I don't, I don't want to like interrupt. You know, Women's History Month and everything, but y'all are interrupting <laughs> the black side of liberty. Coming up next, he is the Fresno-based raptivist and the strong, sane, black conservative voice America needs for balance. Tell Joe Biden and Donald Trump that they can both step aside because Nicholas Wildstar is coming through and bringing us home with the black side of liberty. What you got for us, brother? Hey, everybody, a group of hemp processors and companies sent a letter to newly elected Republican Governor Glenn Youngkin saying legislation passed this year to set regulations on THC infused hemp products would have the unintended result of eliminating the thriving Virginia hemp industry. In a March 6th letter, the Virginia Cannabis Association urged Youngkin to consider legislative changes to the compromise passed by the General Assembly to set tougher regulations on hemp-derived synthetic products containing THC, the main psychoactive compound in cannabis that gets users high. Youngkin and many lawmakers have raised concerns over these largely unregulated intoxicating products, which can be found at gas stations, smoke shops, and other businesses. I think somebody covered that today. <laughs> Under the bill on Youngkin's desk, Businesses selling an industrial hemp extract or food containing an industrial hemp extract must get a permit to do so. And the products they sell can contain more than 0.3% THC or have more than 2 milligrams of THC per package. The legislation also sets rules on labeling and packaging of hemp products and a move the association applauded in its letter. But the group wrote that several unnecessary restrictions added to the legislation would nearly wipe out the hemp industry, expand the unregulated market, and lead to public health and safety concerns. Where have we heard that before? As drafted, SB 903 and HB 2294 would largely eliminate this entire industry, along with associated jobs and revenue from the Commonwealth. The association wrote in the letter, the association's letter raised concerns over how THC is defined in the bill, saying it would make CBD, a chemical found in cannabis that does not give people high, illegal. CBD is found in several products, including common uh, personal care and health items. The two milligram THC limit is arbitrary, unconnected to any of the concerns you have raised and would needlessly eliminate the vast majority of non-intoxicating CBD products from the market, the group wrote. Used mainly for pain relief, these non-intoxicating and non-addictive products are an acceptable alternative for many people who don't want to use opioids or marijuana. The letter also criticizes the bill's requirement that bittering agents um, be labeled as 
non-ingestible CBD products and caused the new labeling rules for THC-free non-intoxicating CBD products in the legislation more cumbersome than regulations on medical, canna uh, man medical cannabis products. Uh, the governor is made cracking down on dangerous THC intoxicants, including these synth synthesized from hemp, a priority to uh, protect public safety. The conference report for HB 2294 and SB 903 does that. Youngkin uh, spokeswoman Macaulay Porter said in his statement Tuesday. Porter added that the final version of the bill is under review and Youngkin's administration is meeting with stakeholders on the legislation. The governor looks forward to the enhanced enforcement this will bring to keep dangerous intoxicants off the shelves and away from uh, Virginia children. Come here, kid. My son is in the room. <laughs> Bless you. Porter's statement said Youngkin has until March 27 to amend or veto legislation passed during the 2023 legislative session. This is Nick Wildstar, a.k.a. the governor, reporting for the High Nine News Hour. Speak now or forever hold your peace. How you doing? <laughs> Man. What you got to say about your boy Glenn Youngkin? Jason, your boy. I'm I, I'm agreeing with this move. No, of course you are. I, I would love to know where were these people complaining when Glenn Youngkin was shutting down the entire adult use market? They're only complaining about him shut, shutting down what Delta Eight. I mean, this is ridiculous. Yep. I'm fine. I'm fine. Well, no, no that, that that's the reason is that that's the reason that they shut down the adult use market. Gretchen is because uh, they wanted. The yeah, that is the reason because they it's said that they the need reason. to get a handle on the crazy. Wild Wild West market they have going they on. Didn't agree. Delta they did not agree on anything. It was Republicans against Republicans. You crazy, that's, that's Jason Beck. No, nope, it was Republicans why. against Republicans. It, they were, they couldn't agree on shit. That's why shit didn't get passed. It had not nothing to do. No, I'm not buying that. No, that's like, no, if they no. wanted to get a hold of this this crazy hemp loophole that they're having to deal with before they bring on adult use marijuana. Oh yeah, because Yunkin's gonna figure that out. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, only, no one else in the country has been to... able to figure this out, but Glenn Youngkin, he's all over this. <laughs> yeah, people scared about you know, that save the kids Got bullshit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I know people in his office. He'll be. I'm fine. sure you know a lot of people everywhere, Jason Beck, but these people are not yeah. bright. <clears throat> I mean, yeah, the, the brightest people are they're in. bright enough. They're bright enough to, know to talk to me. Hmm. Just saying. Just Trash. question all of our sanity for talking to you. Trash. Mm -hmm. We don't need more laws. We don't need more police. Let the people be free. Thank mm -hmm. you. I believe Let it. I believe in letting the people be free. Yeah. Yeah, free, free no, you don't. Free You're on board with these bans left and right. What are you talking about? Products free of bad rules. That's it. You're the Bullshit. one saying of these bands. How are you talking about let the people? I be did. Free? You didn't hear what I just said. I said free of bad, unregulated products, Gretchen. Oh, so now you like the FDA. Now you want them regulating you. Love I it, Jason Beck. About Talk about flip flopping two face. Not, Republicans have never really been big on intellectual flip flopping two face. Where the hundred dollar bill? Flip flopping two face. Where the hundred dollar bill? In honor of Biggie. Sorry. Jason must have the easy slides on today because he's flip flopping all over the place. Oh, oh, oh. oh. you guys, you guys are so come on, man. Clap, clap for Rico on that one. <laughs> you know what? Hey, I'm sorry. We did have another commercial. Let's go to a commercial real quick. <laughs>
what's, what's your son's name? Is that? Aww. Aww. Chancellor. Uh, this is Chancellor Wildstar. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Chancellor. Hey, Chancellor. I'll tell you what, Nicholas, that sounds like an electable name right there, Chancellor. Oh, thank you. <laughs> that is the politician. Politician right there. Yeah. Solid and long term plan. Vote yeah, beautiful. I love it. He's got the wave down too. Yeah, right. <laughs> yes, he does. Yeah, yeah. yeah. the hand up because if you point it for no, I won't go that route. So, thank you, <laughs> thank you all out there tuning in with us for yet another episode of High at Nine News. You can always catch us weekdays at nine a.m. Pacific at high noon on the East Coast. Big shout out to our live audience members and online supporters tuning in and giving us the feedback on the daily headlines of chaos, also known as the developing cannabis industry. Our Reddit industry correspondent team from all over the global community bringing us much needed variety of perspective and adding your your partners and the wonderful Jaja Simone holding things down in Clubhouse. And even though you can't do shit about the internet cartels shutting down my internet and trying to silence this truth, you do keep our AP struggles to a minimum. To our haters out there, Glenn Youngkin is accepting your calls. So call him up and tell him that he owes you a little bit of freedom. Finally, Cannabis Sativa L, the reason why Hyatt Night News team shows up every day to read these headlines. We shall forever be in your debt. Thank you. Thank you. It is Women's History Month, so thank you. Thank you, Lady Weed. Lady Weed. It has been Thursday, March 9th, the anniversary of the greatest MC of all time, his death. Notorious B.I.G. So big ups to everybody. I hope you guys have had enough news to put in your pipe and smoke it until tomorrow. I'm Rico Lamid, the dopest dad on the streets. Anything you want to leave these uh, good people with today, Liz Grow? Come on. Hey, I just want to leave you guys with this. There are over 40,000 people incarcerated in America right now for the use of this plant at this moment as we speak. Think about those people. Send your energy and love to them. There are a number of organizations who are working to get them out. Last Prisoner Project is only one of them. There's also 40 Tons, the Clemency Project. Pick your favorite. And I encourage you to donate, even, even the cost of a pre-roll today. Just donate and uh, help to get these people out and back with their families. So, free all the prisoners. Peace. Yes, thank you. Uh, freedom grow. Thank you. Can be coming to Project and thank you, Weldon Angelos Project and Mission Green. Big love to everybody. Stay safe. <laughs>